Well, welcome everyone to episode number eight of the Big Things Done podcast. I'm Andrew Glover. I'm your host. A little different intro than normal, uh, and the reason being is because this is actually the second part of a two-part series entitled Want to Lead? Start Here, where we start talking about the basic definition of what a leader is. So first things first, if you haven't listened to episode seven, I highly recommend go back and listen to that episode first because it's going to help put everything into context for you about what the basic definition of a leader is. And in that episode specifically, we talked about the first part of my definition that a leader is someone who thinks ahead of everyone else. And so this episode being part two, we're going to talk about the second part of that definition, which is that a leader is someone who brings their team along with them to their future state. Now, a couple things before we jump in. Number one, just a reminder, this definition of leadership isn't something that I just read in a book. It's not something that I just thought about one day and thought it would be cool to say. This is a definition that I have forged over my time being in the military as well as in the private sector, leading units and, and organizations of hundreds of people with billions of dollars of assets in my care, as well as being a follower, having followed good leaders and bad leaders, I've formed this basic definition of what a leader is. This is a great place to start or reevaluate how you're doing as a leader. I guarantee you, if you have a problem as a leader, if you're just not seeing the results that you want to see as a leader, you have to start here, period, dot. I have found that in my organizations, the organizations especially that I've taken over and helped to transform, this is the number one place that I start. It's the basic definition of what a leader is within whatever organization or context I'm working in. And the second thing, real quick, before we jump in, is that I want to be very clear. I am not in any way trying to make leadership or, or the definition of what a leader is. I'm not trying to make it complicated. It's not. It's very simple. And in fact, as you listen to this episode and towards the end, my hope is actually you walk away like, really? That was, that was all he had to say? Because from a complexity standpoint, it's actually really simple and it's very straightforward. And anybody who tells you otherwise is lying and just trying to take your money. The definition of leadership is very simple and straightforward, but it's something we often overlook and it's powerful because if you get this right, everything else you do will fall into place. All the characteristics of making a good decision or communicating or motivating people or empowering them, all that will fall into place if you have this basic definition of what a leader is committed to heart. So last episode, we talked about the first part of that definition of a leader, which I'll repeat again, is a leader is someone who is ahead of everyone else. This episode, let's dive into the second part. What does it mean to be a leader who brings their team to their future state? You know, I want to put a little bit of context around this, right? We all have been in an organization where people have talked about a good idea. They've talked about starting a new product or changing the processes to make things more efficient, but nothing's ever been done, right? We have all been in that organization. We've all experienced that in some way, shape, or form. The thing that makes a leader a leader in this case is the fact that a leader is someone who can inspire and lead the people under them or the people in their team to go accomplish whatever that future product or process efficiency or charitable organization is. That's what a leader does. It is not enough to just simply sit on the sideline and dream and think about big things and what the future state should be. But a leader is someone who not only has that strategic or that long-term vision, but they also have the responsibility of motivating and inspiring the people on their team to come alongside them and actually go accomplish whatever it is they want to go do. 
And that's so basic, it almost seems not even worth listening to. But it's something that is lacking in so many leaders and is the main reason why a lot of things are talked about but are never done. Right? If you want to be a leader, not only do you have to think big thoughts, but you have to learn how to bring people on your team to your future state. And there are two things that leaders do to make that happen. Now, notice I didn't say successful leaders, right? Because this is just the very basic definition of what a leader is. You either are or you aren't, right? And the first one is this. A leader is someone who has action plans. You know, I was working in the system program office at Wright-Patterson in Dayton, Ohio for a few years, working on the B2 program. And during my time there, we were developing a certain technology for the B2. We'll just, we'll leave it at that and keep it high level. Uh, it was very, it was very complex, never been developed before by any platform. It had never been installed. It had been kind of thought about in the past, but never really implemented. And my team was charged with going and developing this and actually installing it for a test and then eventually a full fleet modification. And because it was so complex, we had a lot of meetings ahead of getting on contract where we would meet with various defense contractors. We had multiple because this was a very uh, multifaceted piece of technology, uh, in addition to other government engineers and staff and logisticians and contracting. Uh, you know, All the players were in the room to try to develop this piece of technology. And even when we were just beginning to flesh out what this program would look like and how much it might cost and what we need to go do... It was a very intense effort from day one. And so as the leader of this project overall, about a month or so into the project, I was kind of struck as I was driving home from work. I thought, you know, wow, we've had a lot of very productive meetings, good conversations. But yet when I actually think about what we've actually done, like what have we actually produced? It's nothing, right? There, there's absolutely nothing we've actually done. And I was like, well, wait a minute. Why, why haven't we done that? And I figured out that the reason for that is because all we did in these meetings was have good conversations about the obstacles we need to overcome and the forms we need to fill out and the processes we need to ensure that are in place. But then we would leave and, and nothing would ever happen. And I realized that we never left any of those meetings with action plans. Now, action plans are very simple. There's something that says very clearly to everyone what the task is, who is supposed to do it, and when it's supposed to be done by. It's very simple, but we didn't have that. And once I realized that, the next meeting we had was very different. At the end of the meeting, I didn't let anybody leave until we assigned tasks to people with deadlines. And nobody likes that, right? Nobody likes necessarily being assigned a task to go do something, but that's what a leader has to do. And it was no surprise that after that happened, we started getting a lot of our stuff done very quickly. When the next meetings would come around, we'd actually have a lot more things to talk about because people were given a direction to go execute on. You know, I was not a leader in the first month and a half of that program because I was sitting in a meeting pontificating and talking big thoughts and, and thinking about our future state, but I didn't actually have an action plan. I wasn't directing people and resources to go do something towards our future state. It is the leader's responsibility to the people on their team or in their organization to provide them with direction and tasks to go do. And I think one thing that scares a lot of leaders and maybe is a reason that holds them up from actually making and implementing these action plans is because a lot of times as a leader, we can feel very intimidated or even scared of making an action plan because we don't know everything. But here's the deal. That is okay. 
you don't know everything. And in fact, you shouldn't be the one making the action plan in and of itself. You should be the driving force behind getting an action plan established and implemented, but you don't have to be the one who plans the entire thing. You know, within this program, I knew very little when it came to a lot of the technical details that we had to go accomplish and the specific processes that had to be achieved for this or that. I relied on my engineers, my logisticians, my my program managers, and I would hear from my subject matter experts on the team, the people who actually were skilled at those things, and let them influence and drive what we needed to do from an action plan perspective. So I wasn't the super smart one, and you don't have to be either to make an action plan. You just have to understand the value of the action plan in mind and have the determination to not leave until one is established and ready to be implemented. So the action plan part, right, that's part one of this whole idea of bringing a team to a future state, to a future vision. And remember, we're not talking about the attributes of a successful leader or a non-successful leader. I'm saying at a very basic level, if you don't do this, you're not a leader. You're not a leader if you're not putting action plans in place and holding people accountable to things that actually need to be done. So the second part of bringing people along to your future vision whether that's your team or your organization. And by the way, when I say team or organization, it seems like I'm excluding people who don't have a formal leadership position. But but please hear me out. Even if you're not in a leadership position right now, formally, you don't have a title of manager or, or senior executive or something like that, you can still be a leader. Every time that I say the word team or organization or people, just substitute yourself. Learning how to lead yourself is exactly the same as learning how to lead everyone else. It's just at a smaller scale. And that's honestly where it starts. If you can't lead yourself well, if you can't think ahead to a future state and figure out how to bring yourself to accomplish that, you're not leading yourself well. How do you think you're going to lead other people well? So that's an excellent place to start, especially if you're not in an organizational leadership role from a formal perspective. But anyway, sorry, I I digress a little. I just, I wanted to be very clear that leadership is for everyone who wants to be a leader. It's not reserved for someone with a title. All right, back to the subject. The second part of the idea of a leader bringing their team to a future vision, to a future state, is communication. This can be a little tricky, right? And this is kind of where we get the stereotypical definition of a leader is, is that a leader is someone who just tells other people what to do. That is so false. There is so much more that a leader does. And I think one of the biggest things is communicating not only what the action plan is, but why the action plan is important, why what we are doing is important. You know, I identify with the millennial generation. And one of the things that I've noticed in our generation of millennials, and I think this applies to many people as well outside of that, so I'm not trying to be exclusive, but especially within millennials is that we care about why we're doing something. You know, it is proven over and over again that millennials will will purposely take a job with less pay and potentially even worse hours or, or just worse benefits in order to do something that they feel is valuable and meaningful to them, where they understand why they are doing what they are doing and they agree with it. And as a leader, it's your responsibility to communicate that exact reason to your people. Let me give you an example of how this really played out for me out on the flight line. So running an aircraft maintenance unit had about 250 people working for me. This was back in, uh, oh, the fall of 2014. 
If you remember, around that time, things in Syria were heating up pretty significantly, and President Obama had come down and kind of drawn the red line, if you remember that, where he said, if, if Syria uses chemical weapons, we will get involved. And, and that's that was kind of the signaling point of how the United States would get involved with the operations over in Syria. And of course, Syria and Assad, they ended up using chemical weapons. Our country confirmed that they did. And right before the news started popping that that had happened, I remember distinctly getting a call to leave the flight line and go down to the mission planning vault at Whiteman Air Force Base. And I remember walking into the vault and sitting down and getting a briefing on what had happened and that the B-2 was on the top of the list for platforms to go and engage the Syrian forces and destroy some of their compounds. And obviously very excited, but immediately got laser focused on what was our objective. And we were given a strict timeline and weapon loadouts. And these are the things that we needed to go do within this amount of time. So my future state, right, my future vision was already cast for me, right? Those generals had already come down and said, this is when we need to have jets ready so they can launch, they can be over the target at this time. So already I had a future state. The next thing I did immediately, I sat down with my senior leaders, right, who were in the vault with me, and we immediately came up with an action plan of all the things we needed to do to get the jets fueled up and loaded and ready to go and inspected so they could go and accomplish the mission. And so we put together a list of tasks that we needed to go do. We had a timeline put in place. You know, we knew how long it was going to take to get the jets fueled, to get them pre-flighted, to get them hard strutted, to get them loaded, down strutted, get all the final checks accomplished, get the final sign-offs have the crew come do their checks. I mean, so we we had that all laid out as an action plan. So the next thing I had to do was then leave the vault and go over to the flight line and convey this action plan to my airmen. And we knew right off the bat with the tight timeline that we were given that we needed to go to 12-hour shifts. Now, normally we run three eight-hour shifts, days, swings, and mids. Going to 12s was it's it was something we tried to avoid right because we all want to have lives we want to have a balance of life as well as work and sticking with the three eight hour shifts is a much better just easier way of life for most people going to 12 hour shifts we do it but it's not very common and so for me as an officer to come in and tell people to go to 12 hour shifts well technically i can do that right as an officer especially in the military which is very unique i could go in and tell my airmen you're going to 12-hour shifts, and I could just leave, and, and that would be that, and they'd go to 12-hour shifts. But obviously, you know, putting yourself in their shoes, you would hate me for that, because as a human being, we don't like to necessarily just be told what to go do. We like to be led, but we don't like to be told what to do. And what I mean by we like being led is that we like to know what we have to do and also why we have to do it. And so the conversation I had with my airmen, instead of telling them, you're coming in on 12-hour shifts, have a nice day, it was rather, guys, we're about to load some B-2s to go out and do some damage to some people who have done some really bad things. We got to go to 12-hour shifts. Here's our timeline. Here's the things we got to go do. I need your full attention, your dedication. Let's make sure we get the job done safely and efficiently. Are there any questions? And I tell you what, even though nobody likes going to 12-hour shifts, I couldn't get airmen to leave their docks after their 12-hour shift was done because they all wanted to be there when the jets were ready to taxi and go take off. They all wanted to be a part of that because they knew the reason why they were doing it. And that's what a leader does when it comes to communication. A leader is not someone who just tells someone else what to go do. That's not a leader. That's a task manager. 
a leader is someone who tells other people what to do, but prefaces that by explaining and conveying to them why it matters, why it's important. If you're having a problem with your team, right, if your team is not performing very well or if they're just not meeting up to your expectations, there could be a couple things wrong. But one of the foundational things you better check is to make sure that they understand the importance of why they are doing what they're doing, not what they're doing, why they're doing it. And and I'll be honest, this is something that I personally struggle with as a leader, right? Because sometimes we just lose sight of why things are important. When we start a new job, right, we, we are all excited about the job because we understand what it is and, and how it impacts people's lives or why it makes a difference. That's obviously why why you chose the job. But then the months go by and it starts to grind and it starts to get gritty. And you start losing the focus and losing the idea of why we're what we're doing is important. And the, the reports have to be filled out and the tests have to be run and the presentations have to be provided and there's stress and there's critiques and there's evaluations and all of that kind of weighs down on us and pretty soon we forget why we have to do what we do. And instead of a leader looking like someone who's inspiring us to go do something, they start to look more like a taskmaster. And so as a leader, you have to understand that you have to have constant communication of why you're doing what you're doing. It has to be a continual reminder. I used to think that, well, once you say it once, you don't need to say it anymore. That is so wrong. You have to continually remind people why what they are doing is important and why it matters. One of the best ways that this was displayed for me is towards the end of my career in uniform, when my commander had a commander's call. And he is a great man. He's about to make colonel. You know, he's, he's on the path to do great things in the Air Force. He's an absolute excellent leader. And during his commander's call, pretty typical, he can kind of give us the status of what's going on in the system program office and try to give a little more big picture of how everything's working together, you know, talk about who's, who's joined the team, who's leaving the team, that kind of thing. And at the end, he pulled up a video, which is not normal. And he said, guys, we're going to close by watching this video. And he didn't really preface it a whole lot. He just said, we're just going to watch this. And the video was about five or six minutes of footage in a fighter jet. This fighter jet was part of a, a couple aircraft that were flying over Baghdad during the Gulf War, right at the early stages of it. And as the video started out, it started off very calm, cool, collected. And all of a sudden, one of the jet's wingmen, not on the camera, got locked on by a surface-to-air missile, called a SAM. And instantly, you know, they kind of spring into action, and you can hear some commands going across the radio. Then all of a sudden, the jet that the camera's in that we're recording the cockpit audio on, that gets lit up by a SAM. And all the buzzers and sensors start going off in the jet, and instantly the jet starts doing evasive maneuvers, and you see it going all over the place, and you hear the pilot starting to breathe harder. And that calm, cool, collected voice that used to be on the radio is now a little faster. It's now a little more high-pitched. And you start to realize, and you start really getting sucked in through the radio calls and the breathing, that this guy's in trouble. And you literally watch this guy fight for his life, along with his wingmen, who are also fighting for their lives with surface-to-air missiles locked on them. And they end up losing them, and then they get locked on again. And, I mean, it was it was an absolute edge-of-your-seat experience. I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it as I tell you this. And then the video cut out. And my commander got up there, and he said, we do what we do every day in the stealth program for the B-2 so that this video doesn't ever happen again. 
so that our pilots can go do their mission and come home safely. And I'll speak for most of the people in that room. Everything that we did, everything that we were complaining about 30 minutes prior, everything that we thought was meaningless and stupid, it all made sense. It was all nothing because we understood why we were doing what we were doing. Now, did we not know that beforehand? Sure, we knew that beforehand. Sure, we knew what the reason was why we were doing what we were doing and why it was important. But it took my commander to remind us constantly why it was important. And so when I got down to my office, those reports that I had to make, those briefings I had to do, those white papers that I had to critique and finish up so that the language was right, that all became totally okay with me because I understood, again, the reason why I was doing what I was doing. And that's what a leader does. A leader constantly communicates the action plan and more specifically, why it matters. So as we wrap up, couple thoughts and some applications as we close. A leader is someone who is ahead of everyone else and works to bring their team to a future vision. Now notice I didn't say it was a successful leader. I said it was a leader, period. I split this up into two episodes, not because I think it's complicated, right? And as you think back about the previous 20 minutes or so of this episode, I hope you're saying to yourself, wow, that really is pretty straightforward, pretty simple. It's nothing complicated, but this is where it starts. If you want to start leading, if you want to start making a difference in your organization, if you want to set yourself apart from your peers, from a leadership perspective, start here. Start focusing on thinking ahead. Start focusing on mentally putting yourself in a future state such that your life and everything you do is totally revolving around that future vision. But you can't stop there. As a leader, you also have to be responsible for bringing your team, your organization, the people who work with you and for you, bringing them to that future vision, giving them action plans, giving them specific things that they have to go do by a specific deadline, being known as somebody who takes action and doesn't just think big thoughts. You also have to be someone who communicates what you're doing and more importantly, why it matters. That's what a leader does. Some applications for us as we close, specifically to the second part of this definition, developing as a person of action to develop as a leader. Obviously, a big takeaway there, I could simply say, go make an action plan. Make sure that whatever future vision you have, make sure that there is a clear action plan in place to go execute that future vision. And I think that's very valid, and I think that's a good application for you. Sit down and evaluate what is your big thing you want to go do. Do you have an action plan associated with that? A lot of times we don't. A lot of times we just talk about it, but we haven't actually put pen to paper or marker to whiteboard and actually sketched it out and made a roadmap or a strategy of what that looks like. So I think that's a very basic one to go do, right? Make sure you have an action plan. But the purpose of this podcast is really to serve as a foundation to begin growing as a leader. And so here are two things that you can do to actually start growing as a leader that have really helped me become a person of action. The first thing I do, I never leave the house without my field notes. Now field notes, you can find them on Amazon. Uh, They're a small three by five little notebook with about 40 pages in them. Uh, So it's a really small little notebook sticking in your back pocket or in your purse or in in a binder or, or briefcase. And all it is, is just a piece of paper for me to be able to write things on. I find myself often as the class president 
in conversations with students that have an issue that needs to be solved. And it's very easy for me to say, oh yeah, that needs to be changed. I can definitely do that. But then I walk away and I forget about it. And it's not just about me managing my tasks. It's about me having a place that I can actually write down what needs to happen, who needs to do it, and when it needs to be done by. If you want to develop as a leader, somebody who takes action and makes action plans, this is a great way to start. Have a piece of paper, write down your thoughts, write down what needs to happen. It's nothing fancy, but it's really helped me as a leader be someone who is oriented towards always taking action and documenting what needs to happen and who needs to do it. The second thing that's very important when it comes to developing as a a leader, somebody who takes action, you have to constantly be in the state of developing action plans. And a great way to start developing this right now, like literally right after you listen to this episode, is to think about the next meeting that you have on your schedule, whether that's this afternoon or tomorrow morning or whenever. And I want you to go into that meeting resolved not to leave there until there is a clear action plan in place. Unless it is strictly a status update meeting, if you leave any other meeting without some sort of action plan, it was an absolute waste of time. Every meeting should have some sort of action plan assigned to it. Now, they don't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be enormous action plans or roadmaps or strategies. It might be as simple as Sally needs to bake a dozen cookies for tomorrow's bake sale, right? It could be really simple. All this does is starts getting you into the mindset of being a leader, being someone who is never satisfied until they have an action plan in place and things can move forward. So I highly recommend carry around some sort of sheets of paper or note cards or something that you can keep with you and write things down as they happen as as you need to assign somebody something or something comes up. Be a person of action who can remember that and act on it and hold yourself and other people accountable. And also to start developing as a leader, somebody who takes action, start ensuring that every meeting you go to has some sort of action plan that you can take away. So the second part of this definition that we're talking about on this episode has to do with communication. Communicate the action plan as well as communicating why it matters to your employees. And I think the biggest thing when it comes to an application for this topic is you have to find specific examples of why it matters. The example that I gave with my commander showing us the video of the fighter jets over Baghdad, that was a great way to show why what we were doing is important. You know, it is not enough for a leader to simply go up once a month in front of their employees or their team and say, hey guys, what we're doing is important and it matters. Trust me, believe me. Man, that just gets old and it just becomes, it just, it lacks flavor and it lacks context. A better way to communicate that point of why things matter is actually finding examples of where it did matter. Some of the defense products that we develop in one of the companies that I serve in, it's awesome to see the president send out an email where it's highlighted some of the technology that we developed is actually being used in the field right now, right? And it's saving lives or is improving combat capability. That matters. Find that in your sphere, whatever it is. I guarantee you there is something of value, some meaning somewhere that you can mine and be able to show your employees and share with your team to truly motivate them for why they need to do what they're doing. Whew, okay, well... I think that really wraps up the content that I wanted to share with you when it comes to the basic definition of what a leader is. You know, and this is nothing complicated. It's not anything crazy or really insurmountable. It's very easy to understand. Not so easy to do, but it's easy to understand. 
And one of the goals of these episodes is to inspire you that you can be a leader no matter your position, right? And, and that's something that is so easily thrown around, especially when somebody loses a, an election or doesn't get a leadership position that they were hoping for, right? And the consolation speech is always, don't worry, you can still be a leader no matter what position you're in or what you do. Well, I'll tell you what, that is absolutely very true. And the reason is because this definition doesn't care at all about what the title of your position is. It all has to do with your mentality and the actions that you take. And so leave here inspired that you can go be a leader regardless of your position, your rank, or whatever your career choice is. Don't get it twisted. Don't get it confused. A leader isn't somebody who makes a lot of money. A leader isn't somebody who's a CEO. A leader is not somebody who just has some brilliant idea. There's two parts to the definition, and that's where you need to focus on to develop as a leader. You know, I said this at the opening of part one, and I'm going to say it now at the close of part two. I wish as a second lieutenant, someone had sat down and explained this definition to me. I guarantee that I would have been a better leader, not only within the first couple months of my time as a lieutenant, but overall, I would have had many more opportunities to lead, make some mistakes, grow, and actually be a leader instead of somebody who just fumbles around, not really sure what's going on. If you want to develop as a leader, if you want to start growing and becoming somebody who makes a difference, start at this definition. Start at the fundamentals. I guarantee you, you're going to see a huge change in your mentality, in your actions, and you're going to differentiate yourself very quickly from other people who aren't embracing these characteristics. It makes a very big difference. People notice. Well, that wraps up the content for episode number eight. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I mean, I'm so passionate about leadership and, and this even this basic definition because I'm living proof of when you start focusing on this, you actually become a leader. You actually start doing things and you are known for accomplishing big things. I can say that confidently because I've lived it. I've received that feedback on many occasions, not just once. And it's so powerful and that's why I'm sharing it with you. I hope you take these to heart. I hope you employ these in your life and make a difference wherever you're at. As always, I appreciate your comments, your feedback. Look forward to hearing from you on this episode. We've got a lot more content when it comes to leadership. So I hope you're ready to go on this journey with me because we're about to go do some pretty big things. I'm excited. Hope you are too. Don't forget to check out the website, bigthingsdonepodcast.com. You can find all the links to the socials as well as email me with any comments or questions. We'll talk to you guys again soon. And until next time, keep doing big things. Thanks.